皆さん、お疲れ様でした。外人弁当です。楽しましょうよね。Welcome to another episode of Gaijin Bento. My name is Brian. And my name is Sage. A podcast made for degenerate weebs and Japan enthusiasts. We talk about all kinds of Japanese culture and media.、Uh... I'm, I'm way too fat to keep that going. <laughs> Stop it. You know, opera singers, it's good for them to have like just weight and meat on them so those notes can resonate. So, like, you know, that could be you. You could be up there doing so like agree- Figaro, Figaro, Figaro. So, you agree that I'm a little bit on the chunky no. side? No. <laughs> You're not wrong.、I'm- Stop it. Listen, I am too, but it's, you know, we're all different shapes and sizes. Sizes. Isn't that like poop in German? <laughs> Maybe it is. I have no idea. I do not know any German besides、um, what JFK allegedly said, which I've heard from people that it doesn't actually translate to I am a jelly donut. I wouldn't know. I don't speak German. Wait, whoa, whoa, what? Oh, okay. So I'm going to do it in my JFK voice just because I think it's funny.、Yeah. But、um, supposedly, when he was there for whatever, like, you know,、uh, convention or meeting, you know, he was at, he was trying to, like, you know, speak in German to, you know,、oh. whatever they do, try to, like, you know, relate to, you know, the people. And、um, I'm pretty sure he said, Ich bin ein b e r l i n e r which he was trying to, like, be like, I am like you guys, like, I. I am also like of Berlin, like even though he's not. But again, I think he was just trying to like relate to, you know, the German folks. But I guess that translates differently than he thought he was going to. And、um, there's this whole thing about how what he really said was, I am a jelly donut. But then I've heard people <laughs> say that, that that's actually not what that means either. So I, I have no idea. <laughs> I had never heard about that. That's interesting. <laughs> it's just some goofy like thing about, you know, another weird thing a president has done. Let me see if I can. Yeah, our president. Our presidents have been doing some very strange things. I、over. mean, they have. That one, honestly, though, like if you think about it, that one's probably the most, one of the more tame ones because it's just, it's not like harmful. It's just dumb. <laughs> My favorite JFK line is actually the one where he's like, We yank it not because it's easy, but because it's hard. <laughs> I saw that meme a long time ago. Just, just,、uh, it's still one of my favorites. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Classic. So, anyway, I did some laundry today. That's always really exciting. Oh, yeah, that's fun. How'd that go? <laughs> It actually quite well, actually. And sometimes it doesn't go well. And that's because、uh, so rainy season hits early out here in my area. So it's been raining, 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 raining nonstop. But today it's actually nice and sunny. So, and this will actually bring me into some of the topics that I wanted to talk about. I don't know why I hadn't really talked about it before, but now I can talk about some of the culture shocks that I've experienced here a little bit more in debt. Yeah.、Uh, I can talk about some things that. Are more common knowledge, I guess, and some things that aren't necessarily talked about. But laundry actually、uh, is a perfect segue into that. So in Japan, it's not really common to have a clothes dryer in the household. So it's only like a,、uh, you only have a washer. Most people actually hang dry their clothes out here. And it's actually, from my understanding, it's also very similar in many parts of Europe as well, not just out here. But, you know, Americans just really love to use energy. It's pretty interesting. It's kind of like,、okay. it's, it's cool that, because, you know, that, that would, if I had a dryer, that would、uh, take up a lot of my gas bill. So it's kind of nice that、uh, I just hang dry my clothes and, you know, just leave it hanging for a while. But when it is rainy season, it's a bit inconvenient. However, there are a tons of、uh, coin laundries all around Japan, even in this island. There's many, many, many of them. So, right now that it's the rainy season out here,、uh, many people go to coin laundries to dry their clothes. Like, they'll wash their clothes at home, but they'll use the dryers in the coin laundry. Okay. It's pretty interesting. That does make sense. I mean, if you have like a nice day and you can just dry your clothes outside, it makes sense. Yeah. So, I have like, one, like an empty room that I have like no use for because when I came here, I wasn't expecting to live in a house. Right. <laughs> I was expecting a tiny ass apartment. So, I just use that. As my sunroom for、uh, for drying my clothes. <laughs> sunroom.、Nice. That's cool. I mean, there you go, right? <laughs> yeah. It's、uh, 
little handy. But I'm excited because, uh, yeah, it's been raining, so today's nice and sunny. And uh, I, I, my, my body got excited. <laughs> Your body was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I got that out of the way. I don't have to do that now. So now they're all nice and dry hanging out in my sunroom. And I had some coffee. I feel pretty good today. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. See, I woke up kind of early for me because I usually have Saturdays off. My body was just waking me up early. So lately, because I have been waking up earlier during the week too, whenever I get multiple things done, there's a certain part of the day where I'm like, did did everything that I did, did was this all the same day? Because it doesn't feel like it is. It almost feels like I've done so much that like it would span over multiple days and I just get confused and I'm like, I need a nap. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm always confused. But today wasn't bad. Um, I did some shoe shopping. Um, went out to late lunch, early dinner with my folks. Um, went to record store. So because we were talking about new metal earlier, that's really funny because I picked <laughs> up a System of a Down album. Oh, which one? Um, fuck, it's the one with the hand. It's the one that has oh, the sugar on it. Yeah, it's the their debut album. Yeah, that album whips. I forgot what her name was, but the one who engineered that album she's actually she has a youtube channel and she has tons of like really rare uh videos of the pro the process of recording that album but yeah she's an awesome engineer oh, that's really cool she she got that like real like nasty like dirty gritty sound like and that's what i love that album that album rules that's cool I, I like that one too because it sounds very very raw but like still like very professional at the same time like it doesn't sound like someone's random mixtape <laughs> <laughs> no yeah i i just love like how well she i love what she did with like the guitars they sound awesome they sound so nasty and just like dark like that album is very dark so oh, yeah. it just goes uh, really well so that that yeah that rules hell yeah nice yeah that was a good one that wasn't too bad either um because sometimes they can be kind of pricey uh, i get why too sometimes it's because they just have um it's like a special anniversary edition or, or whatever, but um, that one wasn't too bad. That was the only one that they had that I saw too, so I got lucky there. And then um, I also, I really love various classic rock bands, so I found a Styx album, and uh, it's one from 74... Let me see. It's got a, it's got a wizard on it. That was also why I wanted to get it because it was <laughs> you know like cool as shit. Uh, it's called Man of Miracles. What if like oh I see. What if like there was another band that competed with the Sticks, but they were like more heavy metals and they were called the Branches. Ooh. I'm sorry, that was a dumb joke. Honestly, <laughs> like, but like if you think about it though, there's so many interesting and just out there names in music that like the Branches. I think is a totally legitimate name. Well, I think because like you know <laughs> you know there's like a. Mid Midwest uh, Midwest emo band called American Football. That's true. And there's like another, there's another band called Chinese Soccer. So that's what I'm looking at. What if there's like? <laughs> Did they start after American Football or vice versa? I'm actually not sure. I, I've never listened to Chinese Soccer before, but okay, I, I do like some American I, Football. Yeah, <laughs> I need to know because I don't know who came first or if they both had like a similar idea at the same time to just make it like a specific activity. Um. Well, it would help if I put band after each of these, wouldn't it? Uh, okay, so American football. Oh, I guess they've they've been around since the late nineties. They probably just didn't get picked up really till later. And then Chinese um is it Chinese football? Because I keep I think seeing, it's Chinese soccer. Because I'm looking Maybe up, it is Chinese football. It could be Chinese football. Because I, I did type in soccer and all it's coming up is Chinese football. It's not telling me though what year this started but it looks not, like it, it is chi it's chinese football sorry oh that's okay honestly that makes more sense now i now i really do think that um they probably <laughs> i think i think chinese football is newer so it could be unrelated but i think it'd be kind of funny if they you know were like american football okay and then <laughs> just changed the country yeah and they're from china too they're from wuhan china oh cool that's neat yeah that's funny yeah chinese football. right <laughs> they could have been around so that's why i like Sticks and branches. Oh, yes. <laughs> or twigs. I mean, I feel like twigs oh, they, would yeah. probably be even flimsier. Tw twigs is the, twigs is the uh, baby lullaby cover tribute, sticks tribute band. Oh, okay. Okay. I got you. I don't know. Um, how about rocks? <laughs> stones. Uh, sticks, stones. I mean, we have the Rolling oh, Stones, but. The Rolling Stones and uh, you have. The, the Yeah. The pioneers used to write those for. <laughs> 
for days. You had these babies for miles and miles. <laughs> yeah, 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 there you go. Jesus. <laughs> I'm butchering my SpongeBob. I have to watch some SpongeBob to get back on my reference. Yes. You know what you A-game. should though? You should watch it in Japanese. So then you can say all the references in Japanese. Actually, you know what? So I don't really watch Japanese TV much anymore ever since I got internet. But like, and uh, when there's like a foreign program on Japanese TV, mm-hmm. usually you can actually switch between languages so like spongebob uh you can watch it in either english or japanese so you can like you can uh choose between the other so i think that we did that at some point in the u.s but it never really got picked up like when i wonder why when we first like digitized (laughs) yeah i think when we first went digital like we were forced to go digital i think they tried to do that where at least like i think like the tv that i had uh we had like my my folks would also watch like Spanish shit, like Spanish uh, programs, and they would switch between languages. But I don't think it ever like really fully picked up. But that's kind of what it reminded me of when uh, programs here, they're like foreign programs, they can switch back to like its original language. So it's, it's uh, kind of cool. I wish we kind of did that. Uh, I wish that was a thing, a mainstay back in the U.S. Honestly, yeah. I mean, just because... There's some people that, like, just won't ever use that feature and, you know, don't really, like, want to. I feel like that'd be so helpful. Like like you said, you know, if it's just, you know, language barrier, if you're more comfortable, like, and you don't want to have to, like, spend time and energy, like, you know, with other languages, you can find one that, you know, you just, it's, it's your native language. Or if you're trying to, like, get better. Could you imagine, though, like, if that was, like, an option for, like, anime on TV, like, let's say, like, on t- you're watching, like, something on Toonami or watching, let's say... I don't know, freaking Attack on Titan, and then you can just switch between languages. Like you can watch it in sub or dubbed. That is, you cool. just have that option readily available. I think because would that be for like network television? Yes. Yeah, then they would have to. They, basically, you'd have to ensure that you you are up to date on your dubs and subs, and we know how <laughs> bad they are at that. So that'd be interesting to to see how they would do that because I'm sure that's the excuse they would use as to why like it's just not feasible for everything because they can't guarantee multiple versions. But I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's there's weird rules. I don't. Know. And also, I think I'm sure. I, I don't think we have we don't we use the technology for it like I think it's just different technology they used when that first was a thing in the U.S. That's true. Especially now because like smart TVs are a huge thing at least from what I remember they were a huge thing. Are they still a huge thing in the U.S. Smart TVs? Yeah, I I think so for sure. Um, especially with all the apps that like you need to have just to be able to watch like good TV. Like there's I feel like every. Every time I engage with either social media or just like I see a, um, some type of ad, it's always for like a new like streaming platform. Yeah, I haven't seen a single smart TV here. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Do they just TV in general something where it's just not not consumed at the same rate? Oh no, it it, it certainly is. It's just there's different. It's just I don't know. When I first got my TV. It took me like a couple months to figure it out because you need like a like an SD card type of thing. And one of them. So there's two different types. Like there's one where you can uh, watch public broadcasting one. And there's another one for, I guess, like their version of cable. So it's like more like extension pack. And you have to pay for that. Uh, you have to pay uh, NHK. They can come knocking at your door. They'll try to sell you something. Hmm. But yeah, so there's like two different types. Uh, they all have they all use like the antenna. From, at least from my experience. This is my, my experience. I don't want people yelling at me. I was like, well, actually, my experience is different. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know why I turned into Mickey there. But oh, like, uh, from my experience, it's they all seem to use like the antenna kind of uh, technology. But I I haven't uh, switched to like the paid non-public ones. I've only used like the public ones. But yeah, you need like an SD card kind of thing. You put it in your TV and that's how you access it. It's kind of... Hmm interesting it is but yeah and it's all like region locked so you have to if if you need if you move or something it looks like it appears at least to me that you have to change the region on your tv and that sort of thing makes sense i mean from what i've seen each prefecture has like their own unique local tv stations oh okay that's cool yeah it's pretty interesting but yeah i don't really watch japanese tv too much because i'm not a big fan of a lot of it it's just a lot of uh it's kind of weird. Like Japanese television, like 90% of the time someone's eating something. <laughs> if you don't know any Japanese when you come to Japan, 
but you turn on the uh, Japanese television, there's like three words you will know by the time you will leave. And that's number one is Oishi, <laughs> which of course means delicious. Like that's the most used uh, word okay. you will ever see. Like in any television, uh, any television station you you watch, you'll, you'll most likely come ac- across at least many times <laughs> within an hour. <laughs> Oishi. Another one okay. is Umai, which is basically yes, the same thing. Which is basically the same thing. Yeah. Repping my man. Yeah. So it's, or, or, or like if it's really, really good, they'll be like, Uma, which is just mm. Umai, but they get so excited they don't use the I at the end. That's just like, it's supposed to symbolize like it's so good that you just not. Yeah, and it's in katakana. So like they get so excited that the, it turns into katakana. It, it's, it turns into katakana. Yes. Yeah, so like, Uma. Uma. Yeah. And, and, and number three. Is mecha oishi, which means it's so delicious. It's really delicious. Oh yeah! So wow, it's all just describing food. <laughs> exactly, because so much of it is just like someone's always eating something, or if it's like a game show, it's food related. It's like I love food, but I don't know. <laughs> it's, they really do love food out here. I mean, I do too, but it's just so like it's all the same, and it's I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of it, but. I'm not, it's not, it's, I guess it's not just Japanese TV. Yeah, there's hot, poopy garbage in, you know, your local <laughs> stations back in the U.S. too. Yeah, it's absolutely true. So, um, just, I'm not just bad. It's not just Japan. Oh, but they yeah. really are fascinated with food out here on the TV stations, that's for sure. Occasionally, there was one time where there was like a, like a Mary, uh, Maria Takeuchi uh, documentary, and I was like, fuck yeah, it's my girl. So, I watched that's that. Cool. On Saturdays, occasionally, they'll have some interesting programming. Occasionally. Like Saturdays, Sundays, but week week weekdays, it's all these food related shows or game shows, and they get really weird sometimes. Oh, I know the game shows are pretty weird and interesting. Like I think one that I've seen circling around the internet is one in which um people like are in a room and they have to just like lick and like bite various oh, yes. objects to find out if it's chocolate. Yes. <laughs> This is very well and, known. Yes, classic. And yeah, and and that one's always so funny because I always see like um like gift sets of those or just like little clips of like the contestants reacting. It's so weird. <laughs> and it's so funny because it's just like that would be kind of fun. Like because if it is chocolate and you find something that's like chocolate, then you know that's that's cool. I want to like eat a chocolate doorknob, but also like I have to put my mouth on everything. Yeah, that's it's something I'm weird. not used to. Yeah. Like, I know, right? Here in the U.S., we're so nasty. We just, you know, lick the subway uh, doors. You, you know, it actually kind of, uh, speaking about food shows again, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's kind of interesting because, you know, we have the food shows, but like the, we have like the Gordon Ramsay things, you know? Mm. That would never, ever happen in Japan because, like, it's all about, you know, compliments and say, oh, this is great. This is delicious. So if some dude's like yelling at you and telling you your shit's garbage, like no. that would make people really uncomfortable out here. Like that would, <laughs> that's not entertainment for uh, for them, but this is a, uh, you're just being a, a, a rude ass. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh guess, my gosh. I, <laughs> so many insults. <laughs> difference, difference of cultures, I suppose, but it's really interesting. Yeah. That would never fly out here. That would, that would, oh no, people would lose Absolutely their shit. Not. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm thinking about, like, what you even said, too, like, about how, like, there are swears, but really it's more of just, like, saying things rudely or to be as an insult, and it's very, you know, it's and it's looked down upon to use those. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yep. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, Japanese TV. I mean, when I first arrived... <laughs> It was. I thought it was really funny, and after a while, I got really old. I'm like, yeah, I'm sick of this. You're sick of food. I'm sick of. How are you, my friend? I'm. I'm sick of. No, I'm. <laughs> I'm sick of uh, <laughs> Japanese TV about food. Oh, okay. <laughs> are you mad? You're like, why can't I have this food? It's stuck in that square. I want umai food too. <laughs> yes, umai. So, so there, there you go, folks. If you don't know any Japanese, there's three words that you learned today. So, Sage, my students, what were, were those three words? Oh. Uh, Oishi. Nice. Um, it's also my favorite. Umai! And then, um, Mecha Ochi? Oh, close. Or did Me- I say the first part? Mecha, mecha Oishi. So it's literally mecha Oishi. Mecha Oishi, yeah. okay. Yeah, so it's, yeah. that Mecha. Mecha is like, mecha. A, is a, a very casual way of saying like very much of something. 
So it's not something you would say. Yeah, it's not something you would say in a formal setting. <laughs> um, but if I wanted to really talk about like how if I wanted to say like you know like tonkatsu wa mecha uish this. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You can say nice. that. Yeah. <laughs> this meat is delicious. Yes, this pork cutlet. Hell yeah. Yes. There you go. You're learning some Japanese here, folks. See, me and Sage are teaching you some Japanese, especially like those swear words that you should never say in that uh, <laughs> other episode we did. Brian, you're the one who taught them, not me. <laughs> Thank you, Seiji Sensei. Thank you, Brian. Or I guess I should say, Arigato, Brian-san. They they call me. Uh, it's actually very similar to like when I lived in Mexico. So mm-hmm. they, they say uh, Burayan Sensei. Burayan oh, sensei. Brian Sensei. That's cute. That's nice. But it's like, it was the same thing in uh, in, in, in uh, Mexico. They, was they called you Brian Sensei in Mexico? <laughs> no, well, not the Sensei part. Uh, that was just a dream I had one time. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's funny. It's kind of almost like a callback. But yeah, uh, going back to my laundry... <laughs> Because it's so fascinating. <laughs> yes. Actually, uh, the topic of culture shock, because that was my my segue from that. So I already talked about my laundry. So check. I'll talk about some that are kind of common uh, that people are already know, like taking your shoes off when you're entering certain places. Like that's oh yeah, quite well known already overseas. I'm sure. Uh, so yeah, it's basically like when you enter houses, uh, any anyone's house. Uh, certain public place, places, um, like the library, when I would check out uh, books at the library, I'd take off my shoes. From my experience, a telltale sign, well, two. there's two telltale signs that you should take off your shoes. Well, one, easiest, you'll see the genkan, uh, which is where you place your shoes. They look like, oh, yeah. like square. I'm, I'm sure you've seen them when you were here in Japan. Oh, yeah. All the temples, a lot of, yes. like, I think almost all of them make you take off your shoes. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, that's... Also, one uh, one place that uh, you have to take your shoes off. But yeah, the genkan is uh, one telltale sign. And two, if it's carpeted, if the place is carpeted, generally you will want to take off your shoes. Watch out for carpet and the genkan. So that's how you know. Those or, are good signs, usually. But literally anyone's house and anyone's house, you do not wear shoes at any at your house, at, any, at anybody's house. Which, you know, it's like, it's pretty interesting the more I think about it and how common it is in the U.S. to do it. It's actually really, like, kind of gross now, uh, thinking about it, that we wear our shoes inside. Like, we step outside, like, we step on dog poop. uh, Right. We step on uh, my nuts. I mean, uh, (laughs) sorry. These nuts. (laughs) Yeah. Like, we (laughs) just, like, you know, it's just, like, outside and it's gross. And then we walk in our houses so in an enclosed area. So we're bringing all these germs in an enclosed area. We're getting everything dirty. It's kind of, uh, I never like thought about it, you know? Yeah, it's kind of gross, like you said. And, you know, it's, I don't know why people don't ever like have those thoughts like, oh, maybe it's not good to like track stuff back in and like walk wherever. Yeah. When I go back to the US, I'll never, ever, ever like wear my shoes inside a house ever again. Oh, that'll be good because that'll be the rule for coming over to my house. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> yeah, we have um we um just moved. It's almost been a year, but in our new house, um we have carpet in pretty much all of the first floor except for the kitchen and then there's um like a little tiled area by our front door, but everything else on the first floor is carpet. And it's not brand new carpet, but still it's lighter carpet, so like you're going to see everything that gets tracked in. So my parents' rule is don't wear shoes. We, we take them off either at the front door or in, like, the um, mudroom before leaving the garage. A mudroom, eh? Yeah. You kn- Did you ever call it? A- okay, now we're going to get into the Midwest uh, house parts. We're going to see. Okay, so before I talk about the mudroom, do you say the front room or the front room? Like a true Chicagoan. <laughs> I call it the living room. <laughs> you call it the living room? But, yes, I am aware of the French room. I, I've the French have room. Heard, I've heard people call it the French room. That's very uh, Chicago one. In yeah, Chica- Chicago. We, Chicago. We, we really <laughs> like to, like, mix our words and just combine everything and just... It's like a vomit of words. It is. It's basically what the Chicago accent is. What's a good example? We just com- we just combine words into, like, one. Uh, uh, sometimes it's... It's because of pacing. I'm trying to think specifically of other words we combine. I don't hear a lot of people say this like now, but I know like use guys. Ah, my mom says it all the time. Oh, your mom says use guys when she's talking about like everyone or just like uh, multiple people. 
Yes. It's it's pretty interesting. So like, and I call her out. I've called her out for it. She's like, I didn't say that. <laughs> Why are you gonna come? You literally like just that? did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, use guys. Use guys. <laughs> use guys. Yeah. Oh, so my great grandmother, who's um ninety seven, pretty much like grew up in Chicago and then like in the suburbs. So she definitely has the Chicago accent. Um, because she does what a lot of people do. We like to add s's to things. Yes. That don't require s's. Which is, um, I think, also uh, Aldi's. A, a rural thing, too, kind of. But the way we do it is different. Yeah, you're right. Aldi's. Because my great-grandmother will refer to, like, jewels as yes. or jewel as jewels sometimes. Usually for Aldi, she would add the S. And I used to do it, too, because I just thought that's what the name of the store was. Because I hear her talking about <laughs> Same. it. Same. Right. And and then you get there and you're like, you lied to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Liar. Uh, oh my god that's coming up uh this week we got to talk about that later but uh back to the (laughs) back to the rooms um did you ever have or uh, been to a house where they have this area that's usually like a room that um connects to the garage where it might have like their washer dryer or like an area where like they have their like um, I don't know, just extra storage, but we always called it like a mud room. I th- I think I, I I feel like I've seen them more commonly in an apartments. Maybe I don't know. Okay, is that is that different? It could be because I'm trying to think of an apartment that would have a mud room, and I, I'm assuming the reason why it's called that is because like what we've been saying, if you're tracking anything in that that would be like right before you'd get to the garage typically with like the way the design of the house would be so you'd leave like you know your your dirty shoes or even like dirty laundry there because it's i guess it's the room that like it's acceptable to have like you know dirty things in there because uh-huh. a lot of times people will have like their their laundry like equipment um in that part of the house I see interesting yeah. I'd never heard about that wow Wow. Maybe there's another term for it. Or maybe people don't have like a name for it, depending. But yeah, that would be my guess, just because like mudroom, like what 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 else is that supposed to mean? Like we don't literally keep mud in the room. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a room for it. I only have a mud cabinet. <laughs> just a cabinet. And it's, and it's not mud. mud it's my poop. What? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Did you say something? <laughs> Yeah, interesting mudrooms mud <laughs> yeah i'll have to um i'll show you a picture of uh what i mean i could be you know explaining it weirdly yes so and mud pics you, you <laughs> send mud pics i will send uh mud kips too uh, if you play pokemon Go. uh nice i well <laughs> i played the gen 3 pokemon so that was actually the last pokemon game that i played i i've had uh emerald and ruby that's where i played mm-hmm. Yeah, but I didn't. Ha- I ha- I always was a fire type Pokemon, so I had Torchic and and Blaze. Okay. Blaze actually one of my. It's probably my favorite starter Pokemon of all time. Tbh. You know, I'm definitely old school. I really only remember and care about the original 151 Pokemon. There are a few, I think, in uh, the third generation mostly that I do like too. I can't think of them off the top of my head, but I always forget that they weren't part of the first generation. Um, but really, I just think I feel like my brain with all the weird knowledge that I have stored up in there was just like, nope, we only need these Pokemon. The rest can burn in hell. What, what I uh, love, <laughs> what I love about uh, the Gen Three is like the legendary types are very like kaiju inspired. So of course, you know how much I love my kaiju movies. Oh, that's uh, true. You do. Fucking uh, Rayquaza is like looks like a badass like dragon <laughs> rules. <sighs> Dragons are cool. Dragons are cool. Hell Dragons yeah. are dope. No, you. So thanks. <laughs> so thanks. Okay, so <laughs> moving on to my next one. Uh, do you have anything else, Tad? Am I Gucci? Am I Gucci? Oh, yeah, you're Gucci. Gucci man. Frick yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, so, yes, the, the taking off your shoes. Next, how small the roads are. Sometimes, especially, this is very especially the case uh, where I live. Sometimes uh, one-way road what appears to be a one-way road is actually a two-way road so oh you really have to like <laughs> squeeze by and it's thankfully you know there there aren't a ton of cars all out here at once driving out here uh so but there are times where there's a big ass freaking truck coming 
my way and I have to move over. Sometimes I have to like pull over into like, if there's like a driveway or another intersection, I have to like move my car. And so to, yeah, so they have, so they can come through. Uh, that's one thing I'm still getting used to. Also like road pedestrians share the roads with people too. Um, this is fun. Uh, this would be a nightmare in the city because that's the first I never like thought about it until I actually went into like I think Osaka was when I first noticed this just cars and people all in the same spot. I'm like, if I was a driver, I would go fucking nuts having to deal with these pedestrians. But it's, you know, it's like <laughs> yeah. all about sharing the road with people in in the U.S. It's, you know, we're a very uh, car car dependent country. So it's, yes. you know. Uh, the country's run by car lob- lobbyists, and this is why we'll never get into, we'll never get a high spe- high speed rail system. But anyway, uh, no, I'm not gonna get political, but <laughs> um, not to be political, but yeah. what is a turd? Yeah, <laughs> I think I've talked about it before. Anyway, but <laughs> hey, it bears repeating. <laughs> yeah, just uh, hint, hint, America. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's it, it would uh, it's kind of a nightmare in the city. I would never ever drive in the city, but. I, uh, there's phenomenal public transportation, so I wouldn't have to worry about that anyway if I were lived in the city. I want to live in the city. But yeah, it's one thing that is, you know, you have to get used to. And of course, obviously, the, the you know, the side of the roads are different. So what would be the passenger side in the U.S. out here is actually the driver's side. So you drive on the opposite side of the road. Oh, my uh, gosh, it's backwards. Whatever shall we do? Yeah, so that part actually <laughs> took only like a few days to get used to, but like the parking is like a whole different story. You can almost practically park anywhere, and it's really weird. It's like we have such strict like parking laws in the U.S., but here like people just don't give a shit. <laughs> but they don't. But that's because they don't have to. There's uh, like we, there are certain like no parking zones, but they'll tell you. But for the most part, as long as you're out of the way, you can like at least briefly park there, even if it's like a main road too. It's really interesting. Yeah, that is kind of funny. I'm trying to think if I can remember like noticing that um just people parking in all the places. That's that's nice though. Like I wish I wish like not that we need more parking lots, but just I think about you know, especially in the city, I just wish there was better parking. Mostly cuz I I'm, I'm tired of having to pay a stupid amount. How do you know how much like like the average parking spot might be to pay or do they not like have the types of fees we do? Um, so I know that they have parking lots, but it seems like many times they can also park on the streets, but I didn't, I personally didn't see any, um, any spots where they, they collect, uh, payments for those street parking, but I don't think it's like, is the people from what I've heard is they say it's expensive, but I don't think it's nowhere nearly as expensive as it gets in the U S for, for parking in a, especially like in the cities. Oh yeah, it's insane parking downtown, especially like if you only even want to park for like an hour or two, you still have to pay some insane rate. Yeah, it's nuts. And like but it's but it, it is interesting though, you know, like being able to park almost wherever like really negates the the idea of just making more parking lots cuz I feel like we just have too many parking lots in the US. Such a big chunk of of just like the land is parking lots. So the fact that you can kind of like just kind of park around Anywhere you can, as long as it's like kind of safe. You don't really need the parking lot if you know if you're just being safe about it. I don't know. I don't know if that makes any yeah, that sense. That makes sense. <laughs> but yes. Uh, sorry again. Going through puberty. If you heard that little squeaky. squeaky. <laughs> so yeah, those uh, those are the roads. Uh, of course, another obvious one is you know bowing. You do a lot of bowing here. You get used to that quite quickly. I mean, like, cause I mean, if it's such, if it's so integral to just like showing respect to somebody that you're, you know, coming, um, uh, you're just meeting or passing by, even it's, I guess, almost, you know, like a, it's just like a more respectful way of just kind of like acknowledging, like when we when we wave to people. Yeah, and I think too, it's just more sanitary. They they, they definitely think about, it, especially after like COVID. That's one oh, thing. Absolutely. They, yeah. So that they makes sense to... if you know. Yeah, because you know your hands, you know your hands touch many uh, things. If you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. uh, so <laughs> uh, bowing, you know you don't have to touch someone's pee pee hands or anything like that. Right, and that's a really good way of like acknowledging each other and being respectful without you know making contact. Yes, and there that's are different. Smart. Yeah, there's definitely like different levels of bowing. Like if like a deep bow is actually the more deeper it is, the more uh, it's you're showing a lot of respect. Sometimes, many times, people just like nod their heads instead of bowing. 
just like it's basically like saying like hey what's up <laughs> so like right. not kind of like they like they almost like move their shoulders but not entirely but there's like a there's like a slight movement of the head and shoulders knees and toes <laughs> knees and toes knees and toes yeah so yeah it's pretty interesting uh yeah but you get used to that quite quickly what else uh senpai culture senpai and that makes that might sound like very obvious because like yeah of course we don't have senpai culture in the Yes, but it is like crazy to see it kind of actually out here, because it's not just in like in schools. Because of course the senpai culture, uh, for many people that out west that know about senpai culture is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they watch their high school or junior high school anime, <laughs> yeah. and you know, uh, there there's like a lower class student that looks up to uh, the higher class, upper higher class, upper class students, and their upper class student is their senpai, so. That's not just a school thing. It's not just like a, a thing that it's in schools. It's also something that you see in workplaces too. So you have a senpai in a workplace. So like if you're like start a new job and someone's tr- like, you know, kind of guiding you and not necessarily entirely like training you, but they're kind of helping you out is also like they're, that's their senpai because they've been longer. They've been there longer. And it's really funny. So like at school, we had ma- many new teachers. So it's interesting. I'm going to go a little off topic here for a quick second, but like, yeah, absolutely. So like teachers, they, they're, they're, they're in contracts. So in the U S teachers can stay in the same school for many, 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 many years, but that's not really the case in Japan. Generally it's like a five-year contract and then they get moved to a different, oh, okay. different area. So many teachers that I worked with uh, last school year um, moved to like mainland Kagoshima or like other parts of Kyushu. Oh, wow. And there's so there's like a new batch of uh, teachers that came into the schools. And it's also not just like the schools, but the vice principals and the principals as well. Like everyone, all staff. Oh, they, everyone they moves. Yeah, yeah, everyone moves. That's got to be kind of tough because, well, I mean, maybe if they don't have to worry about some of the behavioral concerns because i mean even though i'm sure there are kids that act out if it's just people are just more respectful and like take things seriously (laughs) um then maybe it's not so hard trying to start up at a different place yeah so so yeah i had uh you know introduced to many uh introduced myself where i introduced each other many new teachers and the teacher was like oh you know she wanted to get to know me she was new and she was like, oh so you know since you've been here longer than you're uh you are my senpai and she's like literally like in her 50s and like just call me her senpai oh my god that's actually so sweet (laughs) so yeah it's that kind of you know like like culture that we don't have it's like a senpai and uh kohai and kohai uh, i would guess would translate to junior so you know so you're you know your senior and your junior oh okay yeah so you know uh the in schools you know you have your kohai the junior the, the lower class and then the senpai is the upper class so you know i never like really thought of, i i kind of got the you know like from anime the in schools but it was interesting to kind of actually see it in the workplace because that's also a thing right. yeah, and it's just kind of like a form of respect to the people that have been there longer for you the longer than that have been there longer than you have mm-hmm. and you know in the U- in the u.s it just seems like someone can come in oh i have a degree in something but like how many times have you personally i'm sure you have experienced this yourself like how many times have you come uh have you had a new boss and they're like cocky as hell they have never worked there before they just like got like their degree and they're like bossing you around like then they feel like they know everything already have you ever experienced that oh yeah definitely (laughs) i I know i have uh, and it's it's very uh frustrating just because like they're the boss but like well I've been there longer than you. I know. I know the crowd, or I like. I know the the work culture. I know like what kind of yes. goes on here, and you don't. And right. So there's those types of people. So it's kind of kind of like the senpai and kohai is actually kind of a neat idea because you know it just shows respect to the people that have been there much longer than you, regardless of whether you're more experienced in that particular field and or not. That's really cool. I like that, and it's yeah, it's a very wholesome thing. I think too. Yeah, it's. I, I, I wish uh, that was a thing in the U.S. Because, like, you know, uh, it's all about ego. It really is. It's you. You don't really see the. I guess maybe you could call it like a like mentorship programs, but even then, I feel like it's not even truly a respect thing. 
like respecting somebody's, you know, that has been there longer and also respecting that somebody's new and it's like, okay, I'll I'll help kind of take you under my wing. But the mentorship programs, even though they do that, like they're supposed to be helping people, it's really just so that they can get the pat on the back. Can can, can you can you also hear the lawnmower in the background? I hope you can't. <laughs> I hear something going like tang to tang tang. Sure. This is, is going to be in the recording. I'm sorry, everybody. Yeah, my next door neighbor, my next door neighbor, who also happens to be the principal of one of the schools that I teach at, he's he's uh, cutting the weeds. So unfortunately, this oh, is going to be in the, the. Unfortunately, this is going to be in the recordings. But uh, shogunai. Shogunai. And oh we, my God, we actually so talked. That's your principal. Yeah, we actually <laughs> talked about the term shogunai uh, before recording. But shogunai basically means like uh, it'd be like that sometimes. So take it as. <laughs> Aka my my new favorite Japanese phrase. I use shogunai quite a lot. I'm gonna start using it all the time now, and people are gonna be like, "Oh my god, it's that weeb again!" There she goes. On the road again. <laughs> there I I'm am. A weeb again. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I apologize. You're gonna be hearing this for the rest of the episode. But anyway, um. <laughs> Shit, what was this? T- senpai and Kohai. I guess that kind of wraps up the uh, Senpai and Kohai thing. So then I guess like one thing that I'm still forever, I'm probably never going to get used to this. And that's like the AC unit thing in homes and businesses. Like in the US, it's very common to have central uh, air conditioning and heating, right? Yes. So that's not the case in, in Japan. So I have two uh, individual AC units in the house. I got lucky that I got two. Because not everyone has to. Uh, oh, wow. So it's not central uh, AC, of course. It's, And, of course, also it's not central heating. So it's kind of uh, something I'm not looking forward to for the summer now that it's uh, really warming up. People don't have, like, the air ACs on 24-7 like we do in the summertime in the U.S. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's mostly like they have fans or the windows open. And it gets really toasty. Some schools yeah, are better was, than others than that oh. the, uh, with that, but like, there's some schools that it's just like it's so hot and humid. And I'm like, and they still have the nerve to say, "Atsui Disney." Like, yeah, no <laughs> shit. Turn on the AC. Right. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, you would think too, especially if there's like kids or like you know a lot of people involved. You want to make sure they're not like passing out or, you know. Yeah. So it's like, I have the AC on now just because like it's really uh, humid. There's no way I would. Uh, not have this i'd be suffering right now what, but, what is the temperature right now for you right now it's not horrible but it's just it's it's more so that it is humid than it's hot but uh okay let's see 25 degrees celsius uh that's Ooh, like i can't remember my conversions it's probably in the uh mid 70s i think i mean 70 at fahrenheit mid 70s okay but yeah like when it's when it's humid it gets stuffy yeah so it's going to start getting more, uh, warmer, uh, but not looking forward to that. Uh, but the rain has kind of been helping cool down. It's still kind of humid, but if it's cloudy, it's a bit, a little bit more manageable than if it's sunny. Uh, so yeah, that's, I don't think I'm ever going to get used to that. Many like big businesses do like, uh, like, you know, your supermarkets, uh, actually sometimes in the supermarkets, it's a bit too cold, but you know, I feel like they got to do that for the produce and shit. Oh yeah, absolutely. But yeah. Safety. Schools, homes, yeah, people don't have their AC on. And the AC unit also works as a heater. Uh, I only use, which, what is nice about the island, that uh, you know, it doesn't get crazy cold like it does on uh, mainland. I don't know how people like deal with that in mainland. That, especially like really far up north where it actually starts to snow and it gets really cold. Yeah. So I've heard of people that like, you know, that are in Hokkaido and... You know they're freezing early in the morning, so. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. But then, that's... but then in the summertime it's really hot, so it's like they get like the worst of both worlds. So for me, I get lucky that it's uh, the winter is really really mild. I never had like the AC on. Occasionally, there is one time where I caved and I did turn on the heater because it did actually mm-hmm. get kind of. Maybe maybe I just like uh, I became a peepee because. <laughs> You know, Chicago gets so cold that people can die. Like that's like if you yeah. stay long enough, like like oh, th- yeah. it gets dangerous. I was just gonna say that you know, like the whole getting the worst, the worst. That's definitely what we get in the Midwest. We get sometimes like stupid hot and like sticky, and then like you said, we get so cold that like it's fatal. Yeah. So I did. I did. I feel like maybe I, uh, I got used to the heat almost like 
24-7 that when it did get a bit chillier, it was like, like when it got like 50 degrees, I'm like, uh, maybe, uh, maybe I should turn it on, but uh, no, I'm a northerner. Right. I can do this. I can do this. But no, I, I did get a cave a few times. Right. But for the You're most like, part, it was nice and cozy. Yeah, in the winter time, so I got lucky. That's good. You're like, I'm a Chicagoan. Yeah. I'm not gonna turn up the heat until it's at minus five. I'm a Chicagoan. I can I can deal with high temperature and high taxes. I can do this. <laughs> yeah. But oh uh, God. yeah, I caved a couple of times, unfortunately. That's okay. It's probably like you said, your body is just adjusting. And so, you know, if you're used to a certain temperature, then like 50 degrees is going to feel colder. Yeah. So this is uh, so for people now, because uh, Japan is opening up their borders for small tourist groups. What they're doing right now, at least at the time of this recording, what they're doing right now is like a trial thing. But but it's more of a planned or structured itinerary. Like you have to follow their uh like their plan so it's very uh you you can't go off on your own and do your own thing like you have to it's kind of like i don't know if you ever ever watched like people blog vlog and when they go to north korea and north korea and it's all planned like all their itineraries entirely planned by the like government oh wow no i haven't seen that yeah so like it's kind of like that basically right now in in japan so like Tourists are finally welcome after two years but it's like a trial there's like a certain uh there's a certain number that are allowed to come in but if they do come in they have to follow that government itinerary they can't just go off and do their own thing interesting i guess you know i guess that makes sense because they're still trying to be really careful um that's one way of you know i don't know things out. like my, my personal opinion i feel like closing down borders does really little to what the fuck uh, <laughs> i can't suck the, the, prevent, the, 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 yes to prevent yeah sorry the there's still that sound of the <laughs> outside is distracting <laughs> uh yeah to prevent the spread it just doesn't seem like it does but like here in japan they are people are like they think of it as like the black plague they really are like still like terrified of covid i'm i was like i mean i was terrified scared of it too but i've been vaccinated three times so for me it's like if i get it i've i've had i've been vaccinated three times so it you know it's i have some antibodies now if it you know if it was like pre vaccines that'd be like oh shit yeah that's not good but i, I don't know right. maybe i feel like japan is just being way too way too uh, like i don't know maybe i think they just don't like they just don't want foreigners here tbh yeah, that probably <laughs> sounds right <laughs> <laughs> they were really they were very quick to close uh their doors to foreigners just saying but like because <laughs> like really many japanese like japanese uh so like japanese people can go were able to come in and out of the country so it's like if you're allowing people in and out, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting that you're not letting foreigners in and out. I don't know. I just, right. TB, I'm not going to get, I'm, I'm, that's the end of my politics. Sorry. It is, no, it is interesting though, because like you think, okay, like obviously you can't tell people that have citizenship somewhere, like you can't come back, but you also, if you know, what if they're the ones that are bringing stuff back? <laughs> Right. So it's exactly. kind of like a how do you make that decision and justify the other one? Or like, you know, if you're going to like ban something. Right. And before I went into that unfortunate political rant, what I was going to yes. say for the small group that are going to come to Japan or planning to come into Japan, if it's in the summer, definitely invest in a couple of, well, invest in a hand towel and a face towel. Because in Japan, especially now, they did have the uh, air dry, uh, hand dryers, but. Uh, they're not more many many at least from my experience many of them are they're not being used you know because of the you know covid again it's a uh, it'll apparently if you use a dryer which actually dryer does make sense uh, you know it spreads germs all around the area all around the yeah. bathroom that's fine uh so yeah definitely invest in uh hand towel because uh, you'll be using that when you take uh you wash your hands after you, you go boopies <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I wanted to say boopies. <laughs> and also uh, a face towel, because you will be uh, sweating. It gets humid in the summer. Uh, definitely invest in a face towel or two uh, when you're out and about. You will definitely need it. Trust me, you will need it. So that's my uh, advice to tours, tourists coming to Japan. Any other uh, advice for the season? Um, No, I don't. <laughs> that's <all> I <laughs> 
Uh, and one uh, one really quick thing I wanted to mention, because actually we did get a question, uh, but one final thing I'll go very, very uh, quickly. Oh, okay. Yeah, so uh, it relates to um, the sinks, too. One thing I'm still not going to get used to is, so generally when you go to a public bathroom, I mean, public bathrooms are great and awesome. They're always super clean. But the one thing I don't like is that generally that the, the tap... Uh, usually does not have hot water. It's only cold water, which isn't a problem in the summertime. But when I remember when I went mm-hmm. to mainland, like in like December, January, and it was quite cold outside. Uh, and I was washing my hands, and like you only get cold water. That sucks. That yeah, sucks. that does suck. I can like feel that, like what you just described. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. So for those people that do come in the winter, uh, just. Uh, if yeah, if you go to a public bathroom, which there are many of, uh, just uh, be aware of of that. There usually is not hot water in uh, public bathrooms. It's usually only cold water, especially in the winter time. It gets very the water get the tap gets very very cold. So yeah, just fair warning. That is good information to know. Thank you for that, Brian. Welp, welk, welk. <laughs> okay. All right, and uh, before we wrap this episode up, our friend at uh, Meat Wheat Podcast actually. Uh, had a question for us uh, that he sent oh, me. Wonderful. And this is a question for you and uh, I. So here we go. Nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, here we go. What's the worst job you've ever had? And you can go ahead and uh, take it away in this for you. Ooh. Okay. Oh my goodness. Okay. So I don't have a very like long. Um, and, and you don't. I don't I'm... <laughs> and you don't have to. You don't have to like uh, name it if you don't want to either. Just kind oh, okay of for sure. Talk about it. Um, I'm not. Yeah, it's okay. I'm not worried. I don't, I don't think they're gonna come and sue me. I mean, they'll probably like throw some checks at me. I'll be like, okay, I'll take these. <laughs> but I don't have um quite as long of a list of like jobs because my my current one um I work at Starbucks. I've been there for a while and I've just done kind of like, you know, sometimes odd things on the side. So I probably I probably have to say my my worst one was my first one, which is McDonald's. But I mean, like, I think a lot of people that start off in like fast food or delivery, like, yeah, that's we can all say that's pretty awful. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, I can relate to that. I actually my first job was a pizza delivery driver. It wasn't like a bad job. It was just like <laughs> the parts that I did did not like though. Um, was when I had to go drive to sketchy areas, which was quite often. <laughs> the whole time. So many other fellow drivers would carry some kind of weapon. I, didn't, I usually didn't have a weapon, but I uh, there were some times. And actually, I, I have a couple of funny stories <laughs> when I was a pizza driver. Oh my God, uh, please tell. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I guess the pizza delivery driver uh, was not the worst job I ever had, but because uh, just because of this story, but I'll still talk about it because it's, it's, it's funny. So one time... <laughs> I was driving up to this place and they were like, uh, looks like they were having like a get together, like uh, some friends. They were young. I think they were like probably in their teens. Um, okay. So when I hand them the, the pizza, they were like, shit, man, I don't have a tip for you, but hold on, hold on I got something for you. And I'm like, oh, okay. So he... Yeah, he goes back and uh, he doesn't close the door or anything. So like, they're it's kind of awkward. Their friends are out there in the living room. I don't know. They're just kind of like watching some TV. I don't know. I don't really know. Uh, but mm-hmm. anyway, he goes into like a cabinet, like a DVD cabinet, and he pulls up to me and he's like, "Here you go." So you know, I don't have a tip, but here's a copy of uh, Spider-Man Three if you'd like. Uh, <laughs> so so he gave me a copy of Spider-Man Three as a tip. Oh my god. And there had been a hand- there had been a handful of times where people didn't have like a tip, so they'd offer me things like weed or something. <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, um, so that's my uh, one of my favorite stories. I still have that uh, copy of Spider Man Three somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing! That's so funny. But uh, I've Spider-Man had three. Yeah, I've I, I have had a line of really terrible jobs, and you know one of them because uh, there was a point in time where I didn't shut up about it and. I'm sure you were like, oh my God, shut up already. Which one was this? Can, am I allowed to say, or would you rather just give me context clues? I'll, I'll give context clues. I'm not going to okay. say, I'm not going to talk uh, the name because there are some people that still work there that uh, I've never said anything. So if they do listen to this, I don't, I don't want them to be like, be petty about it. But uh, okay, yeah, I it's, got you, I got you. Uh, my, my most, uh, I think we talked about it at a brewery before and I was basically, I was higher up in the, 
food chain. Yes, yes. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I do remember towards the end there. You were just like not having it. <laughs> oh my god, that uh, that job got terrible. It just got, especially once COVID hit. It was basically oh, yeah. that's when shit a nightmare. Because I know you were you liked it a lot for a while, and you thought it was like good for what you needed, and then it just just got progressively worse. Yeah, and it's just and we cater to like upper middle class, and those Ooh. those people uh, got real shitty, especially around that time. So it oh, made yeah. it basically insufferable. Uh, but I want to talk about maybe like a funny one, <laughs> like a, a terrible experience that I can talk about that's funny because that's still like kind of fresh. <laughs> so uh, it's yeah. still like I'm still not happy about that job. But uh, there's a job. So I worked at uh, Portillo's when I was in college. I would probably arguably say that's one of probably the worst jobs I've ever had. And Portillo's Ooh. isn't really common outside of the Midwest. I know there's some, like, I know there's one in Orlando now. Uh, there's one, I think, a couple out west, I believe, Arizona, because I'm sure tons of people will not know what Portillo's is. It's, uh, right, they won't. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a Chicago chain restaurant. Uh, it's very famous for very unique Chicago foods, uh, like Italian beef. Uh, Italian beef is kind of like, a, for, for my... Philly friends, it's kind of like a hoagie, kind of. How would you describe it? Kind of like a hoagie, but instead of like that type of bread, like a Subway kind of bread. I'm really bad with bread names. It's like a French right. bread instead. It's like a French yeah. bread. Yeah, and it's yeah, like that's a good way of describing it. Yeah, strips of like of beef, and you know we have the jardinera peppers. Jardinera peppers is a very popular thing to add to your food in Chicago. Oh yeah. And then you 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 have like the option to like dip it in like some sauce like some like beef sauce. It's very famous, very very uh, famous uh, Chicago food. But uh, it's well known for that, and it's Chicago's the Chicago hot dog. Oh yeah. What, what else? Oh the Ma- oh my god the the Maxwell Street Polish. Yes, Maxwell Street Polish. The cake shake. The cake. Oh yes, the chocolate cake shake. Yeah. Uh, and for those who don't know what what, what the fuck, I sh- yes they do actually <laughs> yeah. put a piece of of chocolate cake which they do make in-house they literally put a a piece of chocolate cake in a chocolate shake and then they combine it so yes look it up it's real so anyway uh the worst yes that was easily the worst job i had because i was in the back kitchen and i did everything i worked the evening shift because i had school most of the time um in the morning so in the morning in the back kitchen they had like actual like staff people like doing food mm-hmm. prep and just preparing because like the evening it was always like madness but like to be honest that location specifically that i worked at was always madness like there was like a mcdonald's next to it yeah. and the line would get so long that it would get in the way of the mcdonald's line like they, <laughs> they they had to like form like several like multiple lines just to get these cars like out of other parking lots like oh it, it, this was like like literally from open to close like it was always this location was always crazy busy okay so they did like all the food prep in the morning my job so in the evening once the evening shift comes in those people leave so if we run out yeah. of shit we if we run out of shit which many times did happen i i was the one that had to like somehow figure something out but my job was i had to like bake the bread wash the dishes because we we didn't we didn't have a machine like a dishwashing machine it was all like hand washed oh man and as busy as place as that place i got we had a fuck ton of dishes to do a fuck ton because oh, yeah. we, we went through so much so i did that baked the bread and of course you know like the italian beef that bread wasn't just used for italian beef it was used for like the maxwell street polish and mm-hmm. if you want it well the they also did like the sesame bread like the sesame what is it the ses- yeah the sesame bun the hot dog bun yeah but like bun. but but the french bread is like very iconic for portillo's like they people preferred that many times so it was used for so many things so um not just like the Italian beef. So I was like literally like constantly making the bread, constantly making the bread. Like I had burn marks, like at my time there, I had constant burn marks. Also, I had to like supply the line, like like the front kitchen, uh, the ones that actually like cooked the shit. Uh, I had to supply them. So I'd have to go to the freezer and get them the shit, like the fries, the beef, all this shit. So all this at the same time. And it was wow. always like madness. It was not many times I was the only one like i was by myself in that back kitchen that's nuts and if we ran out of chocolate cake too which wasn't always the case it was uh, uh i had to learn how to make the chocolate cake just in case but like <laughs> that takes time all of that yeah. all at the same time and at the end of the night you know 
once all the I had to clean all the dishes and once if people got to clean their own little stations they got to go home so many times I was the last person occasionally people would help but I was like I would be like the last person uh and uh in the back kitchen just cleaning doing all the dishes and it sucked <laughs> I, I, yeah, that I, suck. I, I hated that job and it paid fucking minimum wage it was fucking garbage pay yeah like, like for everything that I did it was a nightmare. It was easily the hardest job. Like, easily, easily. Like, I don't care what anybody said. Like, all the line cooks had it easy compared to what I, everything I had to do. Yikes. So, I think at some point they did end up, like, from what I heard, I think that they did end up, like, making it to several positions. Like, yeah, fucking finally. Like, yeah, dishwashing, making the bread, like, doing food prep, because we... Easily, we would always run out of like like tomatoes or like like all like the cut things. So I would always have cuts and burns and just like oh, think man. about it. Uh, thanks, meat that weed. Sucks. Yeah, you... uh. You brought back some trauma. (laughs) (laughs) God, I think about that too. Like, I I know I've definitely gotten hurt from things at McDonald's. Like, I'm sure from like making, you know, fries and hash browns, like the oil. Um, I actually didn't get to do any of the the cooking stuff. I don't know if like, because I just, you know wanted to get hired in general because I was trying to get a job like you know I was about to be done with high school um but they had me do like pretty much every other position so you know I would do drive window I'd like you know gather stuff do front register um like cafe stuff um but I never actually made like the food food um but still uh (laughs) there's plenty of other ways to like hurt yourself you know at a like you know, like a job like that, I feel like I'm constantly hurting myself at my current store at Starbucks, just because like there's so many things happening. My store is like crazy busy, and there's just so many different ways you can hurt yourself. Whether it's like you're getting burned from the oil from the different sandwiches, yeah. Um, the grilled cheese is the worst. Give me one second. One. I think I think my door just rang. <laughs> one quick second. Yeah. Be right back. I am gonna tell some jokes now. My friend was showing me his tool shed and pointed to a ladder. That's my stepladder, he said. I never knew my real ladder. <laughs> I'm so funny. I have more, guys. Which days are the strongest? Saturday and Sunday. The rest are weekdays. That's wordplay. If prisoners could take their own mugshots, they'd be called selfies. Okay, I'm kind of mad at that one, too. I wonder if it's time to do my Christopher Walken impersonation. I wonder when Brian will come back from the door. I wonder if my dear friend Brian's been kidnapped. Only time will tell. I think I kind of just went into like a generic, like, I don't know, like New Yorker, like Jersey accent. That's usually like the easiest for me to get into. I kind of channel that like, like, forget about it. Like the Italian uh, mobster voice, like Tony Soprano. Well, since dear Brian has decided to leave us forever... I think I'm going to have a impromptu candlelight uh, vigil and stream in the arms of an angel on um, Luke forever and ever. So, Are you here? Brian, is that you? It is I. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I have literally just been shitposting for the last few minutes. Like, It's going to be a trip when you're going back and editing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This is gonna be fun editing this part up. So, so tell me what's going, what's going on. <laughs> so, uh, someone knocked at my door. Okay. And it, I guess it's someone. So, someone that uh, knew the person that lived here before, uh, which w- this was also uh, the person that lived here before lived uh, worked for the same company, so he's an English teacher too. Uh, and okay. I met I met him one time, so we exchanged uh, numbers. I guess he uh, introduced he told her about me. Okay. Uh, so she she's uh an English teacher too and she has like a book. Uh she's Jap- she's a little Japanese lady. She was very very kind. But she was like, "Oh, I really would like to get to know you." Uh you know, it's like uh would you like to exchange phone numbers? She literally her and her husband oh. uh, came to my door right now and Oh my gosh. Uh, and she was like, "Oh, do you know t- uh, his name's uh I'm not going to give his his name out, uh, but his name's uh his name's Jimmy Neutron." And like, do you know him? And and I'm like, yeah, uh, I've met him a couple times. Uh, actually, I met him once. I met him once. I've talked to him a couple times uh, when we exchanged numbers. But he was like, oh yeah. Um, so the guy that lived here, he married uh, a girl from this island. So he's a very well known person here because you know only fourteen thousand people. So he was a pretty uh, well known person in the island. So I guess. Uh, she was like, oh, I've been wanting to get to know you because I really like to speak English. I want to practice English and that. Uh, so, you know, if 
can exchange phone numbers and we can get together sometimes. She's like, oh, I would really like to get to know know you if we get to know each other. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. So that's basically what that was all about. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So that was kind of random. I thought I heard my um my bell my like so like the the doorbell isn't as loud as it is in, in the in the U.S. So like sometimes I'm like, did I just hear something? <laughs> but uh, so it's pretty interesting. Um, <laughs> I didn't expect that. Sorry, I'm kind of like I was caught off guard. That's actually pretty funny because I was just like, oh man, I hope, hope everything's okay. And you're just like, hang on, everyone, I am alive. I'm yeah. here. Yes. <laughs> So yeah, I went to camp. I came back to get my phone, and we exchanged numbers because I still don't know my phone number that well here in Japan. <laughs> oh yeah, that makes sense, son. But that's cool. That's nice. Another uh, another connection you'll make out here. Yeah, she was like, "Oh, I know the people that want to speak English and would like to get to know you too." I'm like, "Yeah, hell yeah, I'm down with friends." Oh, that's awesome. Expand your network, man. Yeah, I'm expanding it. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah! Expand, expand it. the pouch. Expand it. <laughs> yes. It me. <laughs> So yeah, that was interesting. So uh, did I did I finish what I was talking about before I was is oh uh, interrupted? Goodness. What were you talking about? Um, oh, that's right. That's right. You were ta- we were talking about our worst jobs, right? And you were talking about um, Portillos. Okay, uh, I guess I wrapped it up then. Uh, I guess I'm done with that. Idea. <laughs> All right, so uh, oh yeah, let's God. finish. Let's finish this up now. Um, oh yes, thank <laughs> thank idea. you so much for listening to uh, this uh, strange. Um, <laughs> it kind of turned kind of strange here at the end. So uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Uh, my name is Brian again, as usual. Um, uh, God, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is Brian. He's okay. He's that worried. was just. I'm sorry. That was like just like. So left field. I did not expect that. That was that was that was bizarre. <laughs> anyway, you sure it wasn't right field? Yes. Uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> thanks thanks for tuning in. We have an Instagram, Gaijin Bento. We have uh, also uh, a fucking email, gaijinbento at gmail dot com. <laughs> uh, if you have any questions, like we got one today, thank you, Meet Wheat. Uh, any questions? Any stories that'll give us a good little hahas or hehes? Uh, anything? Uh, we're please more than welcome to do that. We will share it out here. Uh, so thank you again, Sage. Oh, well, thank you, Brian. And we'll see you next time. Sayonara.